Hi, this is Erica, host of Paper Hope Street Team, and this is Our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 10-year-old Patrick Alford, who went missing from his hometown of Brooklyn, New York, on January 22, 2010. At the time of his disappearance, he was 4 foot 8, 65 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. He was last seen wearing a red t-shirt, blue jeans, and a blue and black Michael Jordan sneakers. Patrick is biracial. He is half black and half Hispanic. Patrick also has a scar on his left eyebrow. If you know of Patrick Alford's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Patrick Alford, please click on the link on the, Vo the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfuturesmissing.com. Thank you. This is voiceamericakids.com. It's time for Speaking of Sports, your weekly look inside at the stats, scores, opinions, and facts from a kid's point of view. You can't miss one moment of the action going on in the next hour. Now, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm here, my name's Sam Brennan with Kayla Bushy, and we're in the U.S. Airways Center in Phoenix, Arizona for a special edition of Speaking of Sports. We're here right before the Arizona Rattlers arena football team home opener. So that's kind of what's going on in the background throughout this week's broadcast. What we have coming up for you today, we have NFL free agency, faces in new places. The free agency market just opened up and we're gonna talk about some big moves that could affect teams in positive ways or negative ways this season. We also have NCAA March Madness to talk about. Uh, we have round one and round two pretty much wrapped up, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. We have MLB opening day. Uh, opening day is just around the co corner, around April 1st, I believe, is when it's gonna start. So we're gonna preview a couple teams that might do well this season. And also we're gonna have a couple stories. I'm gonna have a story from ESPN Magazine that I read about R.A. Dickey and J.P. Arancibia of the Blue Jays. And I'm also gonna tell a story about a cool experience that me and Caleb had here at the U.S. Airways Center a couple weeks ago. So with that, we are gonna go right into March Madness. Round one is done. Round two is going on as we record this. Uh, so that's so that is going on right now as we speak. Yeah, and uh, basically it's already been a huge uh, tournament so far because we already seen a lot of teams uh, be eliminated, uh, like Georgetown, Gonzaga. They were really close, like on the verge of elimination, but they uh, got lucky against uh, Florida Gulf Coast. No, uh, Florida Gulf Coast is the one uh, team that beat Georgetown. So many, uh, many, uh, very. <laughs> Uh, college basketball teams we haven't really heard of in uh, college basketball. Yeah, so let's look at that Gonzaga. Gonzaga has been a good team all season, and then they go and play 16 seed Southern, and they win by six points, which is really too close for comfort if you ask me. But then they're going to play Wichita State. Uh, that goes on, I think, I believe today, so we'll see how that ends up. Uh, now, how do you think that this Gonzaga team winning by six points, how do you think that'll change their play in the rest of the tournament? Well, it's, at this point, 
you got to be very concerned about this team on Gonzaga because six points, that's very, very lucky for a team like that. Because you almost get, if you come close to even getting defeated by 16th seed, yeah, 16th seed, that's not going to be good at all. So that's why you never want to be close to them. And you just think if they're going to be close to a loss of that seed, that they're, they're going to be taking on higher seeds from now on. And that's the point. They're probably going to lose sooner or later. All right. Well, I think Gonzaga, they shouldn't have, they took that team too lightly. You can't take any team lightly in the NCAA tournament. And keep in mind, a 16 seed has never beat a one seed. That's not happened this year. It might happen next year, but there's no chance of it happening this year because the first round's over. But, but the 16 seeds, they always have faith, and they always think they could possibly beat the one seeds. Yeah, that's the best part. You're always the 16 seed. You're always the underdog in that tournament, and it's very exciting. It's not like when you see that tournament uh, selection show, you're going to be taking on a hard team. But that's just the excitement and momentum that's going to get. Because no matter what the record is, in March Madness, the momentum, the momentum changes for every single team in the tournament. Yeah, and Gonzaga should have had momentum in that game. He, they should have creamed them. I mean, there was a game first round, Syracuse won 81-34. to That's what Gonzaga should have done to Southern. But if I were the Gonzaga coach, I would definitely want to instill in my team that hey guys anyone can beat you so you guys need to keep your guard up and always play your hardest even if they're a 16 seed all right so we have another key game number 12 seed Ole Miss will take on 13 seed LaSalle and Old Mill Old Miss sorry excuse me they beat Wisconsin in order to get to round two and Wisconsin the higher seed that was surprising. And then LaSalle upset Kansas State by two points. So you have the two lower seeds going to the next round in this. And LaSalle beating Kansas State was surprising. I mean, I know a lot of people that had Kansas State going all the way in their bracket. What do you think about that? Well, I think Kansas State, they're, they're a good college basketball team. They're a, big, they're a good contender in the tournament. It's just, I don't think momentum, what's the problem with them? It's probably frustration. And when you keep on getting frustrated, it's not going to do anything. It's just going to get worse. And so for Kansas State to lose like that, it, it sucks. Basically, getting eliminated, but you just got to go with it and wait till next year. Yeah, and that's just another case of them taking a team too lightly like Gonzaga did in the first round against Southern. So you think... Now, do you think that loss is surprising? That Do you think Kansas State's loss against LaSalle is surprising to many people? Oh, yeah. I mean, the point, the fact that LaSalle beat them by three points, not uh, two, but usually it would be like a one-point difference if a team comes so close to defeating a higher seed, you know? So basically, Kansas State, I mean, I, I, I don't think it was a surprise because we all uh, saw LaSalle They've defeated teams earlier. They're very lucky to be in uh, the second round. So I, I don't think it was a surprise. I think Kansas State was going to see a little momentum change coming from LaSalle. They didn't really expect a uh, uh, final score where they were not taking the lead. Yeah, I got I have to disagree with you. I actually think that Kansas State losing is a huge surprise because, like I said, I know a bunch of people that had Kansas State going all the way in their bracket. 
so that's quite surprising. Well, I wouldn't say Kansas State. It's more of like their rival, the Kansas Jayhawks. They have so many Final Four appearances. They're so much better than their rival, Kansas State, when it comes to basketball. So I don't think K-State is a uh, Final Four contender yet. Yeah, and speaking of Kansas, the, Jay the Jayhawks, they actually just pulled out, they barely pulled out a win against 16-seed NCANT. North Carolina A&T University. That was pretty surprising, too. Were you able to watch that game? Uh, well, uh, I only saw part of it, uh, like the first uh, first half, I'd say. And uh, it looked like uh, looked like they were doing pretty good so far. At least keep, like not taking the lead as much as we saw, but at least getting uh, making it to a close game. Yeah, and it ended up being a close game near the end. Also, 14-seed Harvard home of Jeremy Lin. They beat New Mexico, who is a three seed and is a str very strong bas basketball team. So Harvard's going to play Arizona in round two. Well, yeah, Harvard um, defeating a three seed or any of the top three seeds you see or like single digit seed, that's a huge surprise. And not many people are taking it like I expect. But like Harvard, basically what they're doing, no one cares about them. They think they're going to lose against Arizona. If they can defeat a three seed, Everything may change for Arizona. I mean, no one has respect for Harvard because uh, basically they just thought they just got off a lucky, lucky game. Yeah, Harvard's not an athletic school, but I mean, yeah, Jeremy Lin, he was like, what, the third player to ever go to the NBA from Harvard? I mean, they're not known for athleticism. Their football team isn't that good. Their baseball team, I don't even know. They're not. The, all I know about their baseball team is that Carly Rae Jepsen music video they had where they danced to I Just Met You or whatever that song's called. Call Me Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Call Me Maybe. That, that's about as much I know about Harvard baseball. But, yeah, they're not a very athletic, uh, athletic school, but I guess they proved me wrong beating a three seed. And to tell you the truth, I think Harvard has what it takes to beat Arizona. Well, I, I think so too, but many other people, they're saying that Arizona's going to win that. Harvard has no chance. But when you look at the details, Harvard does have a chance. It's defeating a top seed it could, be, could be major trouble for the Wildcats. All right, now let's move on to what you mentioned earlier could possibly be the biggest upset of the tournament. I think it, it'll be the biggest upset of the tournament Oh, the whole the whole tournament. Number two seed Georgetown loses to 15 seed Florida Gulf Coast by 10 points. It wasn't even a small score. It was 10 points, 68 to 78. This this is surprising to me. I have never even heard of Florida Gulf Coast in my life until this game. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I've never heard them, but I'm starting to memorize their name now. And um, Georgetown. We saw in the selection show that they were competing for a number one seed because they told everyone that they were going to uh, at least get to regionals. They couldn't even get past the second round, you know, so it was very shocking for Georgetown. And I just can't believe they lost that game. And especially by 10 points, you expect it to be a close game when it comes to an upset. But 10 points, it's really surprising my eyes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You need to, if you're a, if you're a two seed playing a 15 seed, if you even lose, you shouldn't be losing by that much. That's kind of disappointing. And I'm glad this happened because it lets the higher seeds know that they can be beat. And it shows little schools that, hey, you can beat higher seeds no matter what, how good they are. 
And you're definitely right with that. I mean, there's a lot of very exciting seeds, and we're not really seeing so far, at least not the top three seeds in the final four, not even like in the final four, not even winning the final four. So it's very interesting when you see March Madness. Yeah, so Florida Gulf Coast, the big upset against Georgetown. So now we're gonna talk about more of NCAA and March Madness. Who's looking good to you so far in this, in this tournament? Well, I gotta say, there's a lot because the momentum has completely changed. It's completely different the way we see it now. I mean, Georgetown getting eliminated, New Mexico being eliminated. You look at all these top seeds and you think they're all good, but now they're not in the tournament anymore. It's more of the lower contenders now. They've pretty much taken over. But I think Florida Gulf Coast, maybe uh, a, at least a regional contender. They, uh, they, they did a great job against defeating uh, Georgetown. I think uh, Florida Gulf Coast, they sound like a good team to me. You think Florida Gulf Coast, really? Well, you know, at this point, it, it could be anybody because all the top seeds, they're all eliminated. Yeah, well, I think that Florida Gulf Coast doesn't really have what it takes to make it past another round. They, I think, honestly, they just got lucky that, that game. Well, that, that's what everyone says. They always get lucky, of course. But when you realize it, we can see a lot of teams in the Final Four. It's going to be very upsetting for most of the higher seeds. But, you know, you never know. Yeah, well, Florida Gulf State, Florida Gulf Coast, excuse me, they're playing San Diego State in round two. I think that San Diego State has been a good team so far in this tournament, and I think San Diego State will be able to beat Florida Gulf. All right. Yeah, I, I think they're a great team. And, you know, at this point, all the teams are great. But what you do really need to focus on is momentum. You, you don't want, if you're high seed, don't take the teams lightly. If you're a lower seed, just compete with them. Always uh, think, like, think you're a light, light team. Yeah, well, they're, they're, yeah, their momentum's fine, but I still think that San Diego State will be able to beat them in the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, it, 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 they're a great team. I have a lot of respect for that franchise. All right, so that is our our preview for the rest of the NCAA March Madness tournament coming up. We gave you all some ex upsetting losses of round one, and we gave you a preview of what's coming up. Next, we're gonna move on to the MLB baseball. You hear in the background. Oh, yeah. So currently, we're uh, probably wondering all the noises in the background. We're currently undergoing a ring of honor ceremony for the Arizona Rattlers. Hunky Cooper is being inducted right now, and they're about to unveil the three inductees: Hunky Cooper, Randy Orton, and Cedric Bonner. So uh, it's very exciting at this moment. We're taking a look back at some of the Rattlers legends right here at the U.S. Airway Center. Yeah, it's an exciting event for the Rattlers. I mean, they have, they're unveiling their 2012 championship banner, and they're unveiling the ring of the new Rattlers Ring of Honor, which is players like basically their own Hall of Fame, pretty much. And for those that don't know. The Arizona Rattlers, they play in the Arena Football League. Arena Football is a 50-yard indoor ward, I'd say. It takes place indoors, arena, and it's a great sport. So there's Randy Gatewood getting 
introduced Hunky Cooper, Randy Gatewood. They're very good players. They played for the Rattlers, and they led them to one of their Arena Bowl victories that they had. Well, right now, they're about to unveil the three areas, but Cedric Bonner is about to come right here. And here he is right now, the latest inductee for the Ring of Honor, Cedric Bonner, a great legend quarterback for the Rattlers, and uh, he's going to be part of the broadcast team for uh, CBS tonight. But he may be a little busy, but he's uh, here tonight to uh, support his other uh, Rattler legends. He uh, played for the Rattlers in the 90s, started in 1993. He was played for Chicago, too. And like Caleb said, the CBS Sports Network is broadcasting these games all season. Not the Rattlers, but different teams from all over the AFL. And that's going to happen every Saturday night, I believe? Yeah, every Saturday night. The time may change a little bit for if it's a West Coast game. Yeah, so you can catch the AFL on CBS Sports Networks and... Caleb, what if you don't have Cox TV? What? How can you view the games? Huh? How can you view the games if you don't have Cox TV? Well, you uh, they'll always be streaming uh, the games online at arenafootball.com. If you uh, don't have it, uh, Cox, maybe you uh, have to purchase it through Cox if you have Cox Communications or cable. So yeah. All right, so we have the commissioner here introducing the players. And we'll be back with this ceremony and the rest of our Speaking of Sports. I'm Sam Brennan. With me, Caleb Bushy. And you're listening to Speaking of Sports, a special edition at U.S. Airways Center on Voice America Kids Radio. We'll be right back. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support surprise you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. 
Welcome back to Speaking of Sports on the Voice of America Kids Network. I'm Sam Brennan, and with me we have Kayla Bushy. And we're at a, we have a special broadcast for you today. We're here in the U.S. Airways Center in Phoenix, Arizona, home of the Arizona Rattlers, Phoenix Mercury, and the Phoenix Suns. And we're having a special broadcast tonight from the Arizona Rattlers home opener. And we just finished talking about NCAA basketball and they just unveiled the new ring of honor at the u.s airways center for the arizona rattlers and we next are going to talk about major league baseball now spring training is coming to an end and we spring training is coming to an end here in the state of arizona and florida and we're looking at teams that are looking good into opening day so at this point, we want to show you the interview we had with the Arena Football League Commissioner, Jerry Kurz, and he is the head of charge. Uh, he takes charge of everything here in the league. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Jerry Kurz. I'm Sam Brennan. With me, Caleb Bushy. And we are here at the U.S. Airways Center in Phoenix, Arizona, for the Arizona Rattlers home opener. And Right now, we're taking a look at Major League Baseball. I've been trying to get it to it for the last couple minutes. And we're going to talk about teams that are looking good going into opening day. You see, we have spring training here in Arizona and in Florida. And it's a big thing here in Arizona because fans come out from all over and they can see their team, in, which is the preseason of baseball. Oh yeah, I mean they can see uh, uh, teams in uh, only two other states, Arizona and uh, Florida, and it's uh, very exciting. Uh, you get half the MLB experience, 16 teams in Arizona, 16 teams in Florida. So it's a very great experience. What I like the most is uh, sitting on the lawn and uh, watching the game. It's great. Yeah, you get to basically be in a little baseball paradise sitting on the lawn and viewing the game. So. A team that I think looks really good in spring training. They are, drum roll, blah, blah, the Seattle Mariners. They are really surprising me. I'm a Mariners fan. They're really surprising me this year, even just in spring training. Oh, you know, I, I'm not a Seattle fan, so I'm going to disagree with you. That's not because I'm a fan. Uh, basically, I think the LA Angels. They're a great team, and uh, we're going to be broadcasting Angels baseball here on the Kidstar Network for opening day soon. It's going to be very exciting. But LA Angels, they've been looking like they're going to be a good team this year in the MLB. Yeah, the Angels are stacked. They have Josh Hamilton and Mike Trout. But you see, the Mariners, they've they've really had some disappointing seasons in the past. Well, the I, last big, I never heard the Mariners. <laughs> well, the, the last big thing they've done was in 19, about, I think 1998, they won their conference. And I went to a game, I got to go to Mariners game when they played the Rangers, and the Mariners looked really good. Alright, well, currently going on right now, they're about to drop the banner for the third Arena Bowl title in 2013. So we're uh, awaiting it. So anyway, going back to baseball, the Seattle Mariners, I went, when I went to the game, it looked really good. They looked like a good team. They won 4-3 in a last inning little heroics. And Seattle is the second team in all of spring training right now, so they're second overall in all of spring training. And the only team above them is, surprisingly, the Kansas City Royals. And a good player on the Mariners that 
really has come out that no one's really ever heard of. His name is Brad Miller. When I went to the game, he hit a triple. Then the game right after that, he hit a home run. He's really a good hitter, and he plays shortstop. He's a good fielder, and I think he could really help out the Mariners. So we have the banner unveiling going on right now. For the uh, West Division One, they about like has uh, 12 division titles, and the National Conference Championship is now being unveiled. Currently have about seven conference titles, and finally the 2013 banner. So here comes the 2012 Arena Bowl champions. Listen for the eruption in the crowd. And that was a very nice experience. The banner looks very good. If you live in Arizona, come out and check it out. You can see it any of the Suns games, Rattlers games. Now let's go back to baseball. We have, as I was saying, the Seattle Mariners looking really good in spring training. Second team overall in spring training behind the Kansas City Royals, Brad Miller, star player. Now I also want to talk about the Mariners field has changed. The Seattle Mariners Safeco Field, that's their home stadium, they decided to move the home run fences in about 10 feet. Now I know what you're thinking, this isn't because the Mariners stink, it's not because they're, it's not because they're, they always lose. Now the Mariners, their field, they brought the, the fences in 10, close, 10 feet closer. The reason for this is because the association thinks that if they move the fan, fences open, fences closer, there will be more home runs hit. Now fans like offense in baseball, so they're hoping that if they move the fences in, more home runs are hit, and that means that the Mariners will attract more attendance and hopefully get their fan base a lot larger. The Mariners will be playing the Oakland A's opening day on April 1st. And, and the, the Mariners will play the A's opening day on April 1st. And they look good for the season. And if their regular season is like their spring training, it will look very, it'll be a good season for the Mariners. Another team that is expected to do well is the Toronto Blue Jays. We talked a little bit about them last broadcast. They acquire star pitcher R.A. Dickey from the New York Mets and Jose Reyes. They receive star shortstop Jose Reyes. Star pitchers Josh Johnson and Mark Burley and fielder from the Giants, Melky Cabrera. And that team is really expected to do well. R.A. Dickey obviously has his really strong curveball. Excuse me, not his curveball. No, his, he doesn't even have a curveball. His knuckleball is really good. And so with that, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you about a story I read in ESPN Magazine about R.A. Dickey and his catcher, J.P. Aaron Sebia. I'm Sam Brennan. With me, Caleb Bushy. We're here at the U.S. Airways Center doing the latest edition of Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network. We'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. 
all from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. Hello and welcome back to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Sam Brennan and with me is Kayla Bushy. We are just talking about MLB baseball and the NCAA March Madness Tournament. And we were here at U.S. Airways Center for a special edition of Speaking of Sports. And we had the Rattlers unveiling their championship banner and their Ring of Honor banner. And at the break, I was g- tell you that I was going to share a story with you about R.A. Dickey and J.P. Aaron Sebia, the catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. And so I get I subscribed to ESPN magazine, and I was looking through it, and I saw a pretty interesting story about the two, the catcher and pitcher duo. It's called Blue Jays backstop J.P. Aaron Sebia is determined to master R.A. Dickey's knuckleball. So we spent the offseason catching him without wearing a cup. So that kind of grabbed my attention because I'm like, why would you catch a major league pitcher without wearing a lower below the belt protection? So I'm just going to share a little bit about you, about that with you. So J.P. Aaron Sebia was already the catcher for the Blue Jays and then when they discovered that he was gonna, that the Blue Jays were gonna get R.A. Dickey, they, J.P. Aaron Sebia was really nervous. He had to learn how to catch a man he had once prayed he would never face because of that dangerous, scary knuckleball. So once they found out they were gonna be teammates, the two men agreed that they should play some catch. So they went to a small school and they just started playing catch and this is what Aaron Sebia said. We're both believers. Dickey brought the oversized mitt that he carries around, and Aaron Sebia brought only his mask. He decided that he wouldn't wear his shin guards or chest protector. He had also chosen very pers- purposefully not to wear his cup. To understand why Aaron Sebia went jockless, well, there's really no understanding. His decision can, however, be explained for his decision can however be explained for most of his three-year career Aaron Sebia has been saddled with a reputation for only adequate defense so the main thing in this story is just how JP Aaron Sebia had to learn to adjust to R.A. Dickey's knuckleball so it says he asked when the when the Blue Jays acquired that deal they were also asking for catchers Josh Toll and Mike Nickius in part of their relative success in corralling Dickey's signature pitch. I just didn't think we could take any chances, Anthopoulos says, the manager, general manager. He also signed Henry Blanco, who caught for Dickey in a one-hitter, and 
So Aaron Sebia in his unprotected undercarriage was sending a message right back. I don't want to miss every fifth game, he says. It also makes you really, really concentrate. After a few warm-up tosses with Dickey at their first high-stakes meeting, Arisibia assumed the position. It wasn't long before he took a, a pitch to the chest. But the two men played catch again and again, and session by session, Arisibia has learned more about Dickey and about himself and about the pitch, the knuckleball. In the way it took Dickey years to master his art, time has changed Arisibia's understanding of it too. He says, he does not want to be made out of fools, says Dickey. He wants to really figure out this thing, and I think he will. So that's just a little story I found on R.A. Dickey and J.P. Aaron Sebia. And you can only imagine just how hard it'd be to adjust to that pitch where you honestly don't know where it's going to go. So I thought it was interesting that the general manager of the Blue Jays also tried to get the Mets catchers who are used to him. And so they were able to receive Henry Blanco, but not the other not the no I'm sorry they did they did receive Josh Toll and Henry Blanco so that was just a cool little story I found on that and uh, yeah so I am looking forward to watching the Blue Jays this year they have it looks like they have a really good team this year and uh, yeah so one other thing one other other thing before we finish our broadcast is uh, me and Caleb had this experience where we were at the Arizona Rattlers scrimmage and we were with our friend AJ, whose dad owns the Rattlers. So we were kind of running around US Airways Center and discovering and exploring stuff. Yeah, very exciting. A uh, great way to pre preview the Arizona Rattlers and the, the Arena Football League. It was a very uh, great experience. And so then we were watching the scrimmage and so then we decided to go walk around we decided to go walk around the Rattlers Stadium and see what we could find. And so we went into this room and we found a really cool thing that I've never seen before. It was about a whole room with yeah. bookcases. It was like uh, tapes of like all the past games that the Phoenix Suns had and the Rattlers. And uh, we even saw this little like dusted film reel had the old like Phoenix Suns logo on it. From, like, yeah, the it 90s. was a film reel from 1974 of the Arizona Rattler, uh, excuse me, the Phoenix Suns game, and it was just awesome because there were so many different games that had always took place here, and they had Rattlers filmed from 1994, and they had every Suns game from the past going all the way back to the 70s in that film reel that we found, and it was just so cool because. There were rooms and bookcases filled of tapes with all the games, and we found a bucket full of like yearbooks from all the other teams. And so we just thought how cool it was because I mean, it's it's all the all the memories from this stadium archived and all the games that ever happened archived in that bookshelf. So that was a really exciting experience yeah. that we very got uh, kind of like a blast from the past. Yeah, it was cool and. It's it's always cool if you I don't I don't, if you ever get the chance to go back behind the scenes in U.S. Airways Center, it's really a cool opportunity. There's see, so much cool stuff. See a lot of history that happened here at the arena. Yeah. So uh, with that, I think we're gonna call it quits for this edition of Speaking of Sports. We 
talked about NCAA March Madness, MLB, and we shared some stories. So with that, I'm Sam Brennan, and with me, Kayla Bushy. And thank you for listening to Speaking Sports on the Voice America Kids Network. Okay, so now we're going to talk about what our predictions are for the MLB season. It's starting in a couple weeks. Uh, opening day is around April 1st. So, like I said earlier, I think the Seattle Mariners will actually do better this year. And I think they have a, they have a fair shot at making the, the October playoffs this year uh, because they, they have new renovations that could help them offensively. And they have some strong, really strong players that could really help them out. So, Caleb, uh, how about a team that you think is going to do well or, and could possibly make the offseason? Well, what team I've uh, really seen uh, do the well, but not really getting the title, has been the Texas Rangers. And they've uh, been a very competitive team. They've been the past uh, two World Series in 2010, 2011, but they never even uh, won the title. And to go through two years of that and still not get the title, it's just very frustrating for that team. But I still think they are still a World Series contender. Well, actually, uh, the San Francisco Giants won the World Series last year. Well, yeah, they, the Texas Rangers, they were in it. But basically, I think the ten Texas Rangers, they're a more competitive opponent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so another team that I think will do well, many people are thinking that Angels will do well, but honestly, I don't think they'll do as well because they're mainly offensive, but you also need good pitching staffs. If you look at the past couple teams that have made the World, Sierra, World Series, they've had strong pitching as well as strong hitting. So I think a good team that will be able to make it is the Nationals or the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers were in the World Series in 2012, and they have a strong pitching staff with Justin Verlander, and they have good hitters on that team as well. And the Nationals have Steven Strasburg, and they ended the season quite well last year. They made the postseason. And also, they have they also have Bryce Har Harper, the star player, and he could lead them to a World Series appearance. So, Caleb, uh, do you have any other teams that you think can make it? Well, the Giants, uh, they're a good team, but... Uh they have, uh, in 2011, the reason why they didn't even uh, get in the postseason is that many of their players uh, got injured. And in 2012, they improved. And now in 2013, I think, um, I think they're still going to be a postseason contender. But what they need to wor really work on is roughing the batter because basically that's what you need to do is that you got to put pressure on the batter, the pitcher, and basically just put more pressure on him because he – if you kind of not put pressure on him, then he's going to get a home run. All right, so that will do it for this edition of Speaking of Sports from the U.S. Airways Center. We thank you for listening to our show. I'm Sam Brennan. With me is Kayla Bushy. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at Speaking of Sports, and that'll do it. Thanks for listening on the Voice America Kids Network. Thanks again for listening to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids channel. Make sure you come on back next week for another great show.
future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. 